Parada v. Anoka County, Docket Number 21-3082, 8th Circuit, November 30, 2022. The Anoka County, Minnesota jail had an unwritten policy of referring every detainee born outside of the United States to ICE. One such detainee brought a lawsuit against the county seeking inter alia damages for a violation of her equal protection rights and false imprisonment. At trial, the jury decided the false imprisonment claim as to both liability and damages. Moreover, the district court held that the policy violated the 14th Amendment as a matter of law and referred that claim to the jury only on the issue of damages. The jury awarded her $30,000 on the false imprisonment claim and $1 on the equal protection claim. The judgment, including a substantial attorney's fee, was affirmed. Bayes v. Biomed, Inc., docket number 21-2964, 8th Circuit, December 14, 2022. Manufacturer of hip implant appealed $20 million judgment in favor of implantee and her husband. Rejecting arguments based on purported inconsistency between defense verdict on strict liability claim and plaintiff verdict on negligence claims, establishments of standard of care, sufficiency of the evidence, and size of award, the circuit court affirmed. North Dakota Retail Association v. Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System, docket number 22-1639, 8th Circuit, December 14, 2022, affirming statute of limitations-based dismissal of claims brought by business groups and convenience store under Administrative Procedure Act, alleging that regulations setting fees for debit card transactions violated federal law. One argument addressed and answered in the affirmative was whether a company founded after the limitations period was bound by that period. GWG DLP Funding 5 LLC versus PHL Variable Insurance Company, docket number 213648, 8th Circuit, December 6, 2022. Company that purchased life insurance policies from insureds sought to transfer the rights of a policy it had purchased to a third-party bank. This triggered the insurer's right to cancel the death benefit guarantee. Moreover, the benefit holder also missed several premium payments during this period. Accordingly, the policy was canceled. The parties negotiated terms of reinstatement and reached an agreement in principle. However, while a draft written agreement was out to the insurer, the insured died. The insurer subsequently refused to sign the agreement and reinstate the policy, leading to litigation. Though the case was filed in Minnesota, Pursuant to the party's agreement, it was decided under Connecticut law. The district court granted the insurer's 12B6 motion, and the panel affirmed. The agreement was not sufficiently finalized to bind the insurer as a contract, foreclosing any claim for breach of contract. The lack of a contract, as well as the absence of any assertion of dishonesty or bad motive, defeated the claim for breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing. The declaratory judgment claim failed due to a lack of explanation for why the insurer should not have been permitted to cancel the policy. And finally, the dismissal with prejudice was upheld in spite of the plaintiff appellant's request in a footnote to their reply brief 
for leave to amend due to the failure to file a motion and develop their argument for how an amended complaint would address the deficiencies in their initial pleading. Two Eagle v. United States, docket number 22-1683, 8th Circuit, January 11, 2023. Motorist was struck by Indian Health Service hospital worker with history of seizure issues on workers' way back to work and brought suit under FTCA. The district court held on several bases that it lacked subject matter jurisdiction. First, it identified two barriers to a finding that the worker was acting within the scope of employment. Under South Dakota's going and coming rule, the trip to work did not fall within that scope. And while there is a premises exception to this rule, the district court's finding that the accident did not take place on IHS property was not clearly erroneous. Second, the claim against the worker's supervisor for improperly allowing him to drive to work fell within the FTCA's discretionary function exception, insulating that decision from review. Third, it held that the claim against the doctor who cleared the worker to drive was foreclosed by the fact that this doctor was an independent contractor. The Court of Appeals affirmed on all points. Brown v. Linder, docket number 22, 1463, 8th Circuit, January 4, 2023. Affirming dismissal of First Amendment retaliation claim against University of Iowa professor professor he was not acting under color of state law. Newport v. Payton, docket number 213795, 8th Circuit, January 6, 2023, an unpublished case, affirming dismissal of a Section 1983 suit brought by attorney against police officer and city for purportedly shoddy investigation who, following claims by a former client of such misbehavior, was investigated for sexual misconduct, charged with crimes, and subsequently acquitted. Corcoran v. Drake University, docket number 22-1554, 8th Circuit, December 13, 2022. Following her termination, former employee who suffered from MS and related health problems brought claims under FMLA, ADA, an Iowa Civil Rights Act against former employer. Plaintiff brought appeal seeking review of grant of summary judgment to employer. Grant of summary judgment affirmed as long record of documented performance issues and lack of evidence of discriminatory intent foreclosed finding of pretext. Alberti v. United States, docket number 22-1872, 8th Circuit, December 1, 2022. Affirming grant of dismissal for lack of subject matter jurisdiction in Federal Tort Claims Act case brought based on a slip and fall at a government building. Though the United States is generally immune from suits for money damages, the FTCA provides a limited waiver of that immunity. Nonetheless, courts lack jurisdiction to hear suits that implicate discretionary functions performed by a government agent. Because the decisions about the walk upon which the plaintiff appellate fell met both elements of this test, the court lacked jurisdiction over the plaintiff appellant's claim.
Elder v. Gillespie, docket number 21, 8th Circuit, December 9, 2022, affirming denial of state defendant's motion to dismiss in case brought by Arkansas Medicaid recipients for relief with respect to claims that in-home health benefits assessment process violated their due process rights. Draith v. City of St. Louis, docket number 21-3514, 8th Circuit, December 15, 2022. Individual involved in protests following acquittal of St. Louis police officer in shooting case brought suit under the First and Fourth Amendments for allegedly unprovoked deployment of pepper spray against her. The defendants eventually filed motions for summary judgment based on federal and state theories of immunity. The court granted summary judgment on the Fourth Amendment claims. However, the First Amendment claims survived. The officer appealed the denial of his request for qualified immunity and state official immunity. While the city did not appeal the denial of summary judgment on Dre's federal claims for failure to train or supervise, it did seek appellate review of the district court's decision to reserve ruling on sovereign immunity. The court largely affirmed. With respect to the officer, it held that the officer's arguments on both official and qualified immunity were primarily rooted in a fact dispute that it lacked jurisdiction to review and that his argument concerning whether the right allegedly violated was clearly established was waived and or without merit. However, with respect to the city, the court remanded with his instructions to reach the merits of the sovereign immunity issue before any trial occurs. Laney v. City of St. Louis, docket number 21-3530, 8th Circuit, January 6, 2023. Affirming in St. Louis protest case involving a pepper spraying by the same officer as in Draith Supra, grant of qualified immunity. Ibognugo v. Minnesota Office of Lawyers Professional Responsibility, docket number 21-3826, 8th Circuit, December 23, 2022. Former clients sued Minnesota attorney for malpractice. After obtaining a plaintiff's verdict, clients' malpractice counsel referred attorney to state disciplinary authority, which subsequently filed a petition for disciplinary action. Attorney then filed a federal lawsuit against both the attorneys at the firm who represented his former clients and against numerous state entities and individuals involved in the attorney discipline regime. The district court's dismissal of all claims, as well as grant of sanctions to private defendants, was affirmed. The Court of Appeals held that the district court properly abstained from claims against state defendants pursuant to Younger v. Harris. His claims against state defendants were foreclosed by either waiver or lack of standing, and his suit was frivolous and motivated by retaliatory animus. Mulba v. Jansen, docket number 22-1681, 8th Circuit, December 22, 2022, dismissing police officers' appeal of denial of qualified immunity in case alleging baseless traffic stop where speed of plaintiff motorists was fact in dispute. Dubikowski v. Gown, docket number 21-1289, 8th Circuit, December 6, 2022. The Hague Convention on the Civil Aspects of International Child Abduction, implemented through the International Child Abduction Remedies Act, 
22 U.S.C. Sections 9001 at SEC empowers courts to enforce child custody orders in, entered in other countries. Here, the parties were a divorced couple living in Switzerland who, pursuant to a Swiss court's order, shared joint custody of their daughter. Without notice to the father or permission from any court, the mother moved to Columbia, Missouri to accept a job at Mizzou. The father files suit in the Western District of Missouri pursuant to the Hague Convention, which provides that foreign custody orders are to be enforced unless one of the several narrow exceptions applies. Following a psychological examination of the child, several in-camera examinations by the court, and other evidence, the district court relied on the mature child defense exception, by which the forum nation court may refuse to order the return of the child if it finds that the child objects to being returned and has attained an age and degree of maturity at which it is appropriate to take account of its views, to deny the father's request for the child's return. On appeal, the appellate panel, though sympathetic to the trial court's difficulties, including a language barrier, reversed, holding that while the child had expressed a preference for remaining in Missouri, she had not objected as contemplated by the statute and interpretive case law. It therefore remanded with instructions to grant the father's petition. The Religious Sisters of Mercy v. Becerra Docket number 21-1890, 8th Circuit, December 9, 2022, affirming grant of declaratory relief and permanent injunction against HHS and the EEOC and in favor of Catholic groups opposed to being required to provide or pay for gender transition surgeries. End of notes.